the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Absolutely. The false shepherds were oppressive and cruel leaders and rulers, but the sheep are still responsible for their own bad behavior. Mistreatment by the leaders is no excuse or justification for sinful behavior by the people. That's applicable to today, isn't it? Just because you might have leaders who are corrupt, that's no excuse or justification for sinful behavior. There is a certain freedom in the reality that you're responsible for the things you do and say. No one else gets to decide how you respond to the situation. No one else gets to decide how you'll respond to the situations you face every day. Today, Pastor Dan explains that you're on the hook for your choices, no matter what your leaders or the people around you do and say. Even if you have the worst leaders in the world, you'll still be held accountable for the choices you make. It's up to you how you respond. No matter how bad they are, you can't blame others for your choices. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. goes on in verse 12, as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep, the Lord God speaking, and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. Now, a cloudy and dark day is a reference to the day of the Lord. You see it back in Ezekiel chapter 30, verse 3, for example. So he's referencing here the end times now. He's looking ahead to to the end times when God, Jesus, will gather His people, Israel, back into their land and He will be their shepherd. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and the valleys and in the inhabited places of the country. Again, we see here, he's, he's going to bring them out, but not just out of Babylon. He's going to bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, plural, where they were scattered. So this is much broader than Babylon. This is, this is a regathering from a worldwide exile. And God says here, I'm going to bring them to their, their own land. And I'm going to feed them on the mountains of Israel and in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. He's going to bring them back into their own land. Again, he's looking ahead way beyond the Babylonian captivity. He's looking down to the last days when God will regather the Jewish people back into their land from all over the world. This prophecy is being fulfilled in our day. 
Uh, since the 1800s, God has been, uh, has been bringing the Jewish people back to their own land, Israel. 1948, the state of Israel was established. An important piece of the fulfillment of this prophecy. Though it's not completely fulfilled, God is still fulfilling, still bringing people back. He's, he's, he's feeding them. He's prospering them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys, in the inhabited places. We see this being fulfilled. I will feed them. Look what it says, verse 14. I will feed them in good pasture. And their folds shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed and rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. Does that remind you of any other passage in the Bible? How about Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For his name's sake. And here the Lord God says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the shepherd of Israel. I'm going to bring them back into their land. I'm going to give them green pastures. And I'm going to cause them to lie down. Which speaks of security. Sheep are real skittish. Sheep will lie down only if it feels safe and secure. Otherwise, they're just going to pace and, ah, you know. It's describing security here. It's describing peace for Israel. Something that they don't have. So this part is not fulfilled and has never been fulfilled. There's There's no sense of rest or security in Israel. Not yet, but there will be. There will be. This promise will be fulfilled. So again, here God describing himself as as the shepherd of Israel. We know this is fulfilled ultimately by Jesus Christ. You know, a couple other passages uh, for you to consider. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. It's a beautiful prophecy concerning Jesus. Isaiah 40, 11, it says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Speaking of Jesus as the shepherd, feeding his flock as a shepherd. We see the same thing in Micah chapter 5. Micah 5 too tells us that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, right? Well, two verses later, Micah chapter 5 verse 4 tells us that he will Feed his flock. This one born in Bethlehem, who will be the ruler, the Messiah, he will feed his flock as a shepherd. So it goes on here in verse 16. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Again, Jesus came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I will bind up the broken and strengthen What was sick? Again, Jesus binds up the brokenhearted. He heals the wounded. He strengthens those who are cast down and those who are sick. By His stripes we are healed. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and I will feed them in judgment. So we see here in verse 16 that Jesus will do what the false shepherds did not do. 
He'll seek the lost. He'll bring back that which was driven away. He'll bind up the broken. He'll strengthen what was sick. But then now he, he begins to shift here in verse 17. And as for you, O my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I shall judge between sheep and sheep and between rams and goats. This is important what happens here with this transition. In the first 16 verses, God rebukes the shepherds of Israel. But now God speaks to the flock. So first he rebukes the shepherds, the bad shepherds, the corrupt shepherds. Now he speaks to the flock. The sins of the shepherds did not excuse the sins of the flock. And I want you to understand this. Yes, absolutely. The false shepherds were oppressive and cruel leaders and rulers. But the sheep are still responsible for their own bad behavior. Mistreatment by the leaders is no excuse or justification for sinful behavior by the people. That's applicable to today, isn't it? Just because you might have leaders who are corrupt, that's no excuse or justification for sinful behavior by the people. doesn't justify it in response to the cruelty and oppression of the leaders. In Israel, there were, there were bad shepherds and there were bad people. <laughs> there were bad shepherds and there were bad sheep. Not all the sheep were bad, but many of them were. And God here says he's going to make a distinction between sheep and sheep and between rams and goats. He's going to judge the people, too, for their behavior. They weren't free to act however they wanted just because their leadership was corrupt in the nation and oppressive. Now watch what he says here. He says... Is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pasture? Couldn't you have just eaten the pasture? The sheep? Is that too much to ask? That you must tread down with your feet the residue of the pasture. So now it's not going to grow back. And to have drunk of the clear waters that you must foul the residue with your feet. And as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet and they drink what you have fouled with your feet. What is he talking about here? Well, here's what the, the, these bad sheep, here's what the bad sheep do. They destroyed the pasture. They destroyed it. They destroyed the pasture. It, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about them, them treading it down. After they eat the food, they, they tread it down with their, their feet, the residue of, of the pasture. In other words, they, they ruined the pasture for all of the sheep now. So none of the sheep can enjoy the pasture because they've destroyed it. They've ruined it. They fouled up the water. So none of the sheep could enjoy the water. And so because of the action of the bad sheep, the pasture land is destroyed and the water is fouled up for everyone. And now the innocent, law-abiding sheep now live in an unpleasant, ruined pasture and have to drink muddied water you know, fouled water because of the destructive behavior of these bad sheep who just destroyed it all, tore it all down, ripped it all up. So now nobody can enjoy it. Sound familiar? It's nothing new under the sun. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep. (laughs) The fat sheep are the corrupt sheep. Because you have pushed with your side and shoulder and butted all the weak ones with your horns and scattered them abroad. God will hold the bad sheep of Israel accountable for their destructive behavior. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Therefore I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will establish one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, my servant David. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have have spoken. Now there are some commentators who believe that when it says here that God will establish his servant David over them as their shepherd, there are some commentators who believe that David himself will be resurrected and will once again rule over Israel. Uh, Or some believe possibly that he will rule with Jesus Christ because here David is referred to as a prince in verse 24 and not as a, a king. So Jesus will be king, David will be prince. But most commentators believe that this is a reference to the son of David, Jesus Christ. He's going to be the one shepherd who will rule over all of Israel. And he will feed them and he will be their shepherd. Verse 25, and I will make a covenant of peace with them. And I will cause wild beasts to cease from the land. Remember under the bad shepherds, the sheep are scattered and the wild beasts are devouring the sheep. Well now, this one shepherd, Jesus Christ, he will make a covenant of peace and cause wild beasts to cease from the land and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And the idea here is they're living outside of walled cities. They're safe everywhere in the land. This is looking ahead to the kingdom age when Jesus Christ is ruling over all of the earth as king of kings. The Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ returns, he will bring peace on earth and safety. There'll be no more war on the earth. Neither will people learn war and they're going to beat their weapons into plowshares and they're going to become farmers. And we're told in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 11, for example, that at that time during the kingdom age, after Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth, at that time, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling 
will dwell together and a little child shall lead them. In the kingdom age that is to come, all beasts will be tame, including the lion. And a young child will lead a lion around. Won't that be something to see? I mean, how cool will that be for a young child to have a lion for a pet? My youngest son is turning 11. Wouldn't it be great to get him a lion for his birthday? You know, just, here you go, sport. You know, like, you ride him around. You know, ride him out to the kitchen. Make yourself a chocolate milk. Ride him back out in the living room. You know, I actually looked today. You can buy lions online. It's really pretty easy to buy a lion. You just need a credit card and you can buy one and they'll ship it to your house. A lion. You can buy a lion. Just like that. Some we're not getting you a lion. Don't think that, you know, it is easy to purchase, but we're not getting you a lion for your birthday. But it's going to be pretty neat. Kingdom age. Young children having a pet lion. Verse 26. And I will make them in the places all around my hill a blessing. Look what he says here. I will cause showers to come down in their season. And there shall be showers of blessing. Showers coming down in their season. This is a reference to the early rains and the latter rains. Sometimes maybe you've read that in the Bible. The early rains and the latter rains. The early rains fall before the planting season. The early rains soften the soil for planting. The latter rains come just before the harvest time and they boost the, the crops. So God says, I'm, I'm going to cause the rain to fall in their season. As you go back and you read through the Old Testament, like in Deuteronomy, for example, God talks about His judgment against Israel will include uh, making the heavens like iron, making the heavens like brass, making the earth like brass and iron. In other words, part of the judgment of God is uh, He's going to send a drought upon the land. So that the ground becomes too hard and dry to farm. But here with, with, this, with Jesus now as the ruler and during the kingdom age, he talks about, you know, the rain's going to fall in its season. You'll have the early rain and the latter rain. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be showers of blessing, it says. Showers of blessing. This is also a reference to the Holy Spirit, right? Showers of blessing. Isaiah 44, 3, the Lord says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. So showers of blessing can also refer to the Holy Spirit. Outpouring of the spirit on dry ground. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit and the earth shall yield her increase they shall be safe in their land. Again, this is looking to when Jesus Christ comes back. And they shall know that I am the Lord, Yahweh. When I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them, and they shall no longer be a prey for the nations, 
nor shall beasts of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely. And no one shall make them afraid. Again, again, that, that's not true for Israel today. They don't, they don't dwell with safety and they, they do dwell with fear. This is looking ahead to the kingdom age. In Isaiah, it says that when Jesus is reigning in the kingdom age, that the people will say, this is the one we've been looking for. This is the leader we've been waiting on. This is the leader we've been hoping for. Verse 29, I will raise up for them a garden of renown. Speaking of the land of Israel. And they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land. Nor bear the shame of the Gentiles anymore. Again, this is partially fulfilled today. Go to the land of Israel today and it's, it, it's so green and so fruitful. It, it truly is a garden of, of renown. Uh, I think uh, Israel is like the number three exporter of fruits and food in the world today. This little country that is the size of New Jersey is like the number three exporter of fruit in the world. And every, everywhere you go, you know, with the exception of the desert in the south, but even in the desert in the south, they have figured out a way to remove the salt from the soil and they're growing vegetables in the south, in the desert. So even the desert is blooming in Israel. But all throughout the land, when you, you just see farms and orchards and it's just, just fruit everywhere, it truly is a garden of, of renown. And they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land, nor bear the shame of the Gentiles anymore. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. You are my flock, and the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I'm your God, says the Lord God. A wonderful reminder to the people of Israel as they were in exile in Babylon, to have God say to them, you're my people, and you are my flock, and the flock of my pasture, and and I'm your God. That's a great reminder for us today, isn't it? That you're my people, you belong to me, you're my flock, I'm your shepherd, you're the flock of, of my pasture, and I'm, I'm your God. This verse reminds me of, of Psalm 100. also reminds me of Psalm 95. Where it says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Jesus is our shepherd. And we are His sheep. And our shepherd will take care of us no matter what may come our way. And we just need to stay close to the shepherd and allow him to shepherd us. And he'll take care of everything. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.